Hey everybody, it's Jim and Aaron back with another commission podcast. This yeah. time brought to you by the generosity of one Adele McDonough, mm-hmm. who pulled the trigger on the 2014 documentary Cowspiracy by of, Kip Anderson. Kind of a first for us with the documentary thing. Like, yeah, and, and I was shocked at the global conspiracy, the, the global bovine conspiracy mm. to divert over 90% of the world's resources to feeding them. Mm-hmm. And then when it started involving the ritual milking and slaughter of said bovine, I was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get what they're getting out of this deal, man. Sure, lots of food, but right when they started worshiping Molech, that's yeah. when I checked out. Yeah, it just, it just got dark from there. Yeah. Uh, what is this? What is this documentary about? Because I have a feeling um, this is going to be controversial. It was controversial within the Bald Move Studio, and this might end up into a bit of a fight. But we're going to try uh, to keep it civil and above the belt? I, d- I doubt it. My my opinions on this have, I won't say mellowed, they've changed. I've changed the focus of my concerns with this documentary. Okay. And I've, uh, I've come up with a few additional concerns since we initially talked about it. Okay. And I, I did a lot of research. I think we both did. Just yes. a shitload of research. Because we both came away from it going, stat, 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 stat stats yeah. everywhere. Yeah. How do we even we begin to, to unpack this thing? We have to fact check this thing's ass. I probably did 10 plus hours of research easily. Um, so I, I did find out that a lot of his stats are right. Yes. Uh, and there's right one ish. big, there's one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as right as, you know, any consensus of the world is going to be. And it's also because says when you, when he cites things like a pound of beef takes 5,000 or 2,500 gallons of water, you know, a farmer will be lots a bunch of bull. And, but what they're trying to do is, talk about the total water footprint okay right like you know transportation you can't, all the you the can't stuff. just say a pound of beef takes you know the 400 gallons of water that the animal is going to drink over its lifetime because right. if you're feeding it corn how much water went to the corn if you you know all, all the things you, you... yeah so i mean this movie ostensibly if you're going by the title is about some kind of conspiracy to not talk about the global problem with raising and eating meat yes and I don't think that the documentary ever gets to that. Well, I think it, it pushes around the edges of that, but it never actually connects any dots that make me say, "Oh, you're right. There's a global conspiracy." Well, they, d- I feel like they do, but it's n- the the most of it is trying to uh, evangelize veganism. Right. The fact that they're making an argument that from a uh, if you're concerned with water, if you're a Californian that's concerned with the drought and you're sweating how long a shower you take and how many gallons are flushing down the toilet, that the single best thing you can do to save resident, you know, your your own residential individual use of water is to stop eating meat. Yeah. Uh, and also that it uh, industrial, not even industrial farming, um, animal husbandry, animal farming is one of the leading causes of deforestation and uh, carbon dioxide and methane and greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Water use um, and contamination. Uh, A lot of stuff going on there. So can we talk about what... I want to talk about documentaries in general. Because I feel like there's like four main categories of documentaries. There are documentaries that are... uh, that are that are made for the choir. They're, they're preaching to the choir. Yes, they are. Like essentially, this is a, a minority viewpoint. You are told that you're an idiot or you're stupid or you're dumb all the time. You hear it from your parents and your <laughs> friends, your family, your coworkers. Uh-huh. We're going to give you care and comfort, so you keep on keeping on. There are the evangelical types where 
I am going out and uh, I want to sway people to my side. I want to increase my my base. You know, the the right. preaching to the choir doesn't actually increase the base. In fact, if those types are shown to the other side, sometimes it can make them more insulated. Yeah, but and and then there's the uh, 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 um, I would call a conversion slash conquest where you just want to smash the other person's belief or make them feel so guilty or ashamed that they switch over kind of a hostile. And then there's my favorite type of documentary, which is just the facts, ma'am. Right. I'm going to present a convincing and interlocking case for why you should change your mind about this with as little emotion and sensationalism as possible. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you will make the logical choice at the end of that. Very few documentaries are like that. Yeah, um, you know, I like, don't feel like this is one of those. I feel like, and then what what really drives me crazy are documentarians that say they're trying to be evangelical, mm. but they're making preaching to the choir. Michael Moore, right, poster child for that. Yeah, unless you already agree with his premise, you're probably going to come away with his movie feeling like it's unfair, it's pissing you off, you want to go fucking buy twice as many guns and and drink twice as much oil. And have half half as much health care as he did when he started with. And he, you know, there's, there's, there, and I'm not talking specifically about Michael Moore now, but like those type of documentaries cherry pick all their facts, stage situations that are not real, sensationalize issues that are real, mm-hmm. and go for emotional impact rather than, than, than rationalism. Right. But he, he, I think he likes to say that he tries to change people's minds. And maybe he does, like, I, and I feel like that. I feel like those, in a large part, are also preaching to the choir stuff because that's what I'm saying. He says he's making an evangelical type of oh, movie, but he's, but he's making, making yeah, yeah. a preaching to the choir movie, right? And and I feel like that the world needs all four types, okay? Because you know you need different strokes for different folks. But what really gets screwed up is when you say you're making it for one audience and you're really making it for the other, and you're pitching at this other audience, it turns them off. I feel like. I feel like Cowspiracy does a pretty good job of – I feel like it's mostly factual, but then it mm-hmm. does stip it, – it goes quite a bit into the evangelical. Right. It dips its toe into the uh, – that sort of water. Yeah. yeah. And I like I – mean, and I feel like that um, the guy that made it, Kip Anderson – I don't know how persuasive he's going to be to a Midwestern farm boy. I'm a Midwestern farm boy, and I'm buying most of what he's selling. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things in the movie where I'm just like, I, 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 I this is not persuasive. I don't care. Right. I, I feel like this movie comes off as a little naive to me. Yeah. Um, the way that it tries to sell this idea that if everyone becomes vegan, uh, we will eliminate this problem. A, I don't think that even totally eliminates the problem, one. B, uh, that's maybe the most difficult thing anyone could ever try to do. Uh, Eating habits are not something that are easily changed, A. Uh, Also, that will take a far longer time. He makes the point like, look, all of this energy stuff is great. We need to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't do that for like 100 years or something. It, it's it's long-term carbon carbon effects or well, whatever. So carbon, long-term carbon dioxide GHGs. in the air, like it's it's there for like 100 years. Right, versus this other type. Methane, that, right? I think methane that's in the air for 20 years, we would see an effect in this decade if everyone just suddenly switched off and became vegan. Yeah. That is impossible. You don't realize that what you're saying cannot be done. Yeah. So Chemically, you might be right. Yes. But 
socioeconomically, behaviorally, yeah, it's going to take multiple, uh, way multiple longer than generations years. of people. Because that, that's yeah. the thing. We didn't used to eat this much meat. Right. It took several generations for people to expect multiple ounces of meat per meal per mm-hmm. day as the standard of living. Yeah, it uh, took fast food, took, took industrialization to say, yeah. hey, look, we can make this thing really delicious. Yeah. And we can shove it down your throat. Yeah. And, and it's going to be cheap. It's and everyone loves cheap. it because it's cheap. It's delicious. What do you expect to happen? Um, and the other thing is, but, like, but the, the documentary doesn't acknowledge that it will take, it's a much harder problem to solve to make everyone vegan than to cut back on emissions in our technology. Uh-huh. That, that can be something that's done from the top down yeah. as opposed to going from the bottom up, which is a much harder thing to do. Well, and you even see that in like, you know, government bans incandescent light bulbs. You've got the people buying hundreds of cases <laughs> of light bulbs because I'll be goddamned if I'm going to sit under the electric glow of an LED light. You know, right, like right. I was uh, I, I mean, I, that's a resistance to that top down sort of thing. Sure. And I I think there would be a lot of that. Like I I'm not saying go outlaw meat. Uh, for, for that's what? fucking insane. Eating eat a person like other than maybe your gender and sexual identity, your political mm-hmm. identity and your religious identity, what you eat and maybe and I think it's right at like the rearing of your children for like this is my personal choice. I don't really fucking care to discuss it or hear about it. Mm-hmm. And I know like I it is. A, I mean, it's it's bigger. I can imagine it would be a more hotbed topic than gun control. In oh this yeah, country, it's up there easily. too. Easily, it's up there too because it's like called... you're not going to take away my meat. Sorry, not going right. to happen. So you and can't do it that way. I get just it. The gun control is a good argument because a person talking about gun control in New York City mm-hmm. is very much having a different conversation than the person talking about gun control in Wyoming. Yeah, for sure. Like, and they to the extent that they really can't have the same conversation because they have different needs, they have different viewpoints, they've got different things that they're worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the same thing. You tell somebody in Iowa that, uh, you know, cows are killing the planet, that's different than if you tell someone in L.A. Yeah. or you tell someone in, you know, Seattle mm-hmm. where they're not surrounded by it and, and stuff comes in little plastic packages and, and whatnot. Sure. However, it is a true statement that the war, the entire world cannot eat like Americans that or is broadly true. Western. Like, there is not enough space. There is not enough materials. There's not enough water on the fucking planet to provide everyone with a Western-style meat-heavy diet. And I think that's that's where the document succeeds. documentary succeeds the most yeah. is in just getting across that point. Because I feel like that's for, I mean... That's a new thought to people a lot of times. And it's not a new thought to me because I have one of my best friends, Ian. Uh, he went he went vegetarian about 15 years ago and went vegan 10 years ago. Hmm. And I've had long conversations about it because I thought, you know, when I hear people saying vegan, it's like in popular culture, veganism as seen as kind of like this bleeding heart. Oh, my God. Think of the cows. Think of the chickens. And I'm like, yeah, I my dad was a farmer. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm the first person who has never been a farmer since my family got off the fucking boat from Germany. Okay, <laughs> I, I, wow. My my dad grew up on a farm. Uh, my grandfather had cows and chickens. I participated in the slaughter of same. Like you, cutting the head off of a duck on right. air is not going to raise my blood pressure because I did it myself as a twelve year old. Right. I fucking hate chickens. And then having chickens your reaction, are, oh, I can't stand. I can't. I can't even watch. I can't do no, it. No, man. Chickens are cockroaches with feathers. They they don't. They, and, and cat right. like I. 
I've got man, I've got such a complicated relationship with food because I stopped voluntarily eating pork products about 15 years ago because someone persuaded me that pigs are about the same as far as their awareness and their intelligence as dogs. Okay. I would think it would be terrible to eat dogs because of their intelligence. Like I don't I wouldn't want to eat a monkey. I wouldn't want to eat an ape. I wouldn't want to eat a whale because I see these as akin to me and in, in, in you know their grasp and their sense of selves. We need and, to find the line. We need to find the line here. Would you dolphins right out? Yeah, dolphins right out. Okay. Uh, what about a sloth? You eat a sloth? I eat a sloth. They look dumb as hell. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, cats like big cats. Would you eat big cats? Well, they're endangered, and I don't want to. Like, I, I do value biodiversity just from an aesthetic house standpoint. cats. <laughs> Where are we? So are house we cats here? are interesting because I feel like house cats are aloof assholes. Um, mm. And I don't, I guess I don't find it as morally objectionable as a dog, okay. but I still wouldn't do it. I mean, I have a pet cat. I mean, are I, we talking I, about survival or just for, uh, just, just casual dining? Uh, casual dining. I think once you get into survival, everything's fair game. Oh, yeah, true. I'd probably eat too. Like, yeah. Hu- yeah. Humanity's in, in that group. So yeah, I, I, no, I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat. Like I don't eat frogs because okay. I have frogs as pets. Right. But they're not smart. No, they're not smart. They're, yeah. It's 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 a it's a purely sentimental thing for me. Right. Whereas right. No, I have no sentiment for chickens. Okay. I've seen them like chickens. A are lot just... of people do. It's it's a little weird. Like I see these people in like Portland, Oregon. Like, oh, I'm gonna have chickens in my backyard. I'm gonna name them, and they're gonna be my chickens, and we're gonna sure. have a good life together. Well, and I I think like there's some that's things, fine. Like you know, there's like you know a relationship with humans. There's ways you can anthropomorphize anything. You can anthropomorphize right. like frogs or lobsters or people's pet tarantulas houses or whatever you but want that has nothing cartoons. to do with the animal self con- concept so it's like right. my humane like i don't i want animals to be raised and butchered in a humane as possible and i know there's a huge uh-huh. argument about if industrial farming is even humane if it's possibly humane right but i'm saying like killing animals for food does not really register for me on a reason for not to eat meat and for the longest time because of pop culture, because of the way, like, you know, cruelty-free and, you know, some of the other I, I kind of probably bullshit imagery that's that's put in the media. And let's also, let's call a spade a spade. A lot of people's distaste for veganism, uh, there's two reasons. Vegans t- sometimes tend to be self-righteous. And a little I guess, preachy. A little preachy, and I guess <laughs> if you think you're saving the planet and avoiding animal cruelty, it's like, you know, it's hard not to be preachy. right. Right, I get uh, it. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, it makes people kind of like there's a, there's a little bit of superiority. It's like when someone, you know, it's like, hey, I do podcasts or television, uh, or I love Breaking Bad. Oh, I don't even own a television. I don't know <laughs> what's those Breaking Bad. Is that a thing? It's like, okay, settle down, settle down. <laughs> um, but I felt like that after talking to Ian and certainly seeing his documentary, that there's a much more persuasive case about just sustainability. Like, right. the world can't eat this way. I'm getting ahead of the curve, and I'm doing my part to, yeah, it's part, part of its cruelty, but a lot of it's environmental and sustainability and global consciousness. That's a hard argument for me to refute, and yet I still eat meat. Right. And that's the core of the problem that I'm talking about with not being able to change people's minds, because it's not just a conscious decision. Right. Uh, a lot of these require extreme willpower to avoid the trappings of modern society. Uh, a lot of it is just like, you know, it's something I would do, like recycling. I don't recycle. I mm. should. Uh, I, I, you know, enjoy taking long showers. Should I not do those? Probably. Yeah. I know I drive a car. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily that I don't know that I shouldn't be doing these things. Yeah. But it's that daily life is such that I just do them. And I mean, changing that behavior is very difficult. Yeah, but it's, it's so it's it's fine line because like there's this skit that Louis C.K. did one of his most recent um, comedy specials where he just got like at the end very dark about like you're using an iPhone, you're essentially using a slave product that was assembled by human right. misery in another country, and you don't want to see that. Right. Your your documentary camera that you shot that shit on. Yeah. Guess what? A, a slave child in Africa made that fucking thing. And yeah. Where's your cruelty? Where's your like as as, thing there? as Westerners, we essentially ride a chariot over the blood and bones of other people so we can have our easy, cheap first world life. It's true. Now, there's that can lead you to very cynical places, which is like, mm-hmm. well, then why do I do? Fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, and I feel like that we need people like vegans. We need people like, you know, honestly, freegans or we need people developing clean energy. Not everyone has to do the same thing, but we need people that are pioneers in those fields. Right. Because these are the places we need to go if we're going to have 9, 10 billion people on this planet. Right, right. And if no one goes there and everybody and, and waits. And guess what? We're going to have 9 or 10 billion people pretty soon. Because I did, you know, the <laughs> thing that people love doing the most? Fucking. That, yeah. Uh, With good reason. <laughs> With good reason. <laughs> no, it's interesting because I remember when we were watching it. Uh, you you know you had some thoughts about overpopulation and whatnot, right? If you want to take all of the problems of humanity and say, uh, "Look, we got to work on this. We got to work on this." I think one of the core problems is just there's plain too many of us. Yeah. We're we're highest up on the food chain. Period. Uh-huh. Anywhere, there's just too many of us to support at this point. Now, so I've done some thinking about that, and it seems like uh, it seems like we're going to hit eight billion people like by 2020, 2025. Okay. We're going to hit uh, 9 billion people like by 2050 and perhaps 10 billion to 11 billion by 20, uh, 2100, 2011. What Ooh, do you call that? See, I was reading numbers as high as 13. Now, the, most of those numbers, though, don't take into account that um, you know birth rates in the first world countries are effectively negative. Right. Uh, right. And, and unless you're talking about immigrant populations. or Sure. It's a, Which it's a, those people have to come from somewhere. So like. exactly, and and the thing is, is like once you having kids is a pain in the ass. It's expensive. Sure, uh, it's rewarding, but the you know out outside of the crazies like the Duggars and whatnot that are having thirty two kids, uh, most people in you know as a, a a modern Western prosperous democracy want to have zero to two children, which is just about what you need to sustain people. Right. Um, it seems to me that the most logical course that's going to happen is that we're going to top out somewhere between 9 and 10 billion, and then we're going to raise the Indias and the Chinas and the Africas of the world to where they decide, like us, like, oh, we don't need six kids because we don't need to think about one of them dying and, and another one getting crippled and maimed. And then I need to, you know, it's, it's essentially we've got enough to where we don't have to have so many families to have free farm labor and whatnot. And we can, you know, it, essentially the birth rates will go down. And I think the within 100 years that the Earth's population is actually going to decline from a human perspective. Or we could go to okay. Mad Max world. Like, that's also a possibility. But sure. <laughs> it seems like if we and it's not just like, you know, like most countries, when they get this level, their birth rates slow down. So I feel like that's what will happen to us. And that's another interesting problem to have. Right. But what how do you think? How do you think that sustaining our country 
off of the backs of those much poorer, shittier countries is ever going to even out at our level. Well, there's two ways it could happen. There's we all regress back to some mean okay. because you know yeah. we run out of money and we all have equally meager yeah. lives, and that's not that sounds terrible from our perspective, but like. But it sounds like, great from other people's perspective. Well, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like from a, from a European in in the 1200s, life was shittier compared to back in you know a thousand years ago in Roman times, and certainly 500 years hence. But I bet those people still lie, lived and loved and got married and wrote plays and made art. Like misery is subjective, right? Sure. Yeah. Like outside a few generations, like if we have to all go out and we don't have indoor plumbing anymore and electricity and you know. You don't know that you're living in the shittiest time in the history, is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, that's only like a thing that like makes you upset if it's your children, your grandchildren you're talking about. But also, like you know, I I still have faith that technology will be the solution. That we will invent a way, either with green technology or nuclear fusion, we'll invent a way to have electricity and power that is cheap enough and with combined with automation that we can provide a very comfortable lifestyle to all of the however we end up with. We're going to end up with 5 billion to 10 billion people. Um, you know, it's not going to look, you know, we're not going to be eating fat steaks unless they're lab grown. Uh, we're not going to be driving no. Hummers unless they're electric running off, you know, Mr. Fusions. But we can still have a a very healthy and happy lifestyle if we have those technological solutions to the problem. Okay. And that's the other thing about this argument is I don't think you have to put a gun to anyone's head and say, stop eating meat. Eventually, as like, you know, that's that's the the economics of the situation are such. Yeah, that's where I want to come from. I mean, that's what like, you know, there was people 15 years ago when gas started going up predicting that we were going to go to Mad Max world in the next 10 years. But you don't understand that, like, there is this elasticity to price. Price is going to creep up as the price for gasoline increases, number one, we're going to have less economic ways to get gas. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of driven on a supply and demand thing, but cows are not. Well, Cows are they infinite are. supply. When we start demand. running, like, like if California has 10 years of drought in a row and they start running out of water, the price will, of, of... Right, of, right, if the, you can't physically raise them. But I, yes. I think there's an economic... So there's somewhat of an economic solution to this. If we... If we stop saying, look, we're going to allow companies to pollute and destroy the environment however they want uh, Mm -hmm. and essentially externalize the costs of the bad environmental practices that they have going, we can build those costs into the food. And now, yes, that creates inequality Mm -hmm. uh, among the population, the people who can afford to buy, you know, $150 a pound meat, beef are going to do it. The people who can't are going to be shit out of luck. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. But- I feel like that's a more reasonable short term, and I don't mean short term in like it can only work short term and then long term it fails. Yeah, I think if we want to do this quickly, yeah, that's the only way to do it. No, I is, mean is is price people out of it? Like, y- yes. by by not holding back on all of these taxes that should be in place to protect the environment. But the thing is, from from industry. so I'll I'll be a, I broadly agree with what you're saying, but okay. I do feel like that you can't just slap the actual cost now. You have to. You're right. You're right. And that's where this is people this won't is stand all, for it. No, it's not just stand for it. You will bankrupt instantly all that these too. companies that yeah. have been taking advantage of that. And I don't know that that's because a giant worldwide financial collapse is also going to add a lot of misery too. 
And that's right. this and, is and, and this is the political fight we're having, right? Like nobody is saying yeah. I want the I want to get Mother Earth on the table and I just want to rape the shit out of her with no consequence. There's no sure. one saying that. Sure. Outside a Captain Planet cartoon, there is no <laughs> one there's not a pig faced uh-huh. tusk coming out of their head driving a giant metal spider that's eating up the Brazilian rainforest. That's stupid. No, Everyone's saying Smokey is, is every- Smoky Man. He's trying to mm-hmm. do it too. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, he's taking a rocket launcher to face. He, he's <laughs> he's not thinking right. Um, we're all trying. You know, everyone wants clean water. Everyone wants clean air. We're arguing about how fast to do it and how how much we're going to trade. Well, and also, you know, if you believe that the world might end in fifty years, you, this is also like I don't care how much economic misery we're going to have. Right, we're not going to have a planet to live on. What do you think about that argument? Because I feel like the well, go ahead. What do you the, think about your that argument? What argument that human the, life that, will be snuffed out by? Yeah, like that we've already fucked it up so much that oh. there's nothing we can do to reverse it at this point. Uh, I disagree. I mean, looking through all these statistics on stuff, yeah, you consistently see people overestimating the effects of things. Yeah, uh, fifty years down the line, and yeah. and in fact, they didn't take into account uh, technological changes sure. that happen. Um, especially with water use, like we, yeah. I guess we use less water now per capita, like much less than anybody thought we would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that we might have technological solutions to the problem. Uh, I think, I, I don't know. We have to, we have to put into place things that scale and we don't seem to be able to do that right now because we're not taking into account the future of this planet when we make these decisions. Yeah, and I we've do, started to. But I not do believe there are should. things you can do, and I don't. Yeah, I also think that you know, obviously, we can't destroy the planet. Um, you know, if you're talking about literally destroying the planet, there's nothing we can do. We can make it miserable for human life, right? And I also think there are things we can do that will fuck us for eons like you know there's certain like very complicated ocean currents that once they hit certain levels of warmth they stop working that ocean currents are what keeps a lot of parts of the earth warm and arid and it's not like the you know right. i mean i don't want to before humans came around ten thousand years ago we had a fucking ice age so there are complex subtle things that work here I, I and i don't think anyone's denying that you know man has an impact it's not as big as like whatever happened 10,000 years ago to cause the ice age, but we can hasten or slow those things down. Mm-hmm. And I think it's makes sense that whatever you can do to keep life comfortable and warm and food growing for as many people as long as possible is the thing we should be doing. Cause the other thing is like, yeah. you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of pseudoscience about like global warming and what it does. It's not means the earth is going to turn into a desert. It means that like where there's now abundant growing place, like the plains of North America could turn into a desert and then sub-Saharan Africa could turn into a rainforest. Like whatever cycles and atmospheric things can just shift around into a way that might not favor you or yeah. And other things like people say oceans going to rise and there's always these jokes about, Oh, well, you know, we'll have, you know, new beachfront property. Imagine, you know, what's going on. The, the refugee crisis in Syria. Yeah. You know, that's like causing a lot of economic stress. Like, where do we put all these people? How do we integrate them? Imagine when, you know, if the oceans rise a foot and that puts X amount of islands in the South Pacific out. Well, imagine we've got like 10 times that many economic refugees. And now what are we going to do with them? Mm-hmm. That's what people, I think, mostly are talking about when they're talking about the problems we're facing in the future. And I think it gets, you know, people 
what what do you call that? People straw man that as like, oh, Al Gore says we're going to have the day after tomorrow. And it's going to be glaciers and shit. Right, right. No, that's probably science fiction, but we can definitely screw ourselves in a pocketbook and in our climate and how easy it is to live if we don't get this shit under control. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't know all of the consequences of this stuff. No one does. Like that's the that's the scary thing and also why well, so many people did ma- deny. Let it. me rephrase that. I don't have even a small portion of the knowledge that some people on this planet have of what that might do. Sure. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not going to comment on like, will the population stabilize the next amount of years? Will this kill us all off? No, I'm saying this is a problem that we see right now. What are the solutions we can have to fix it? And I don't think converting everyone to veganism is an answer at all. Could mm-hmm. could ever be an answer. I mean, 250 years from now over, over the course of those years, maybe, yeah, we change everybody's mind and Everyone sees the benefits, and we slowly phase out meat. But you're not going to do it in the time spans that this guy's talking about. No. Whereas I think you can start to move economic policy much faster. Yeah. And, and say, look, we're going to regulate you guys on uh, on your emissions, on your water usage. Like you're going to have to pay these costs, and if that raises the price of your product, so be it. I wonder. But we if... do that slowly, so people aren't shocked by it, right? Right, right, right. I mean, because it's it's you got to move them in a certain direction. You got to do it not not only so that people, um, y- yeah, you you can't just completely change the rules of the game. No, and that's why I think I have a little bit of problem with some of like the Silicon Valley disruptions, like you know, right, like Uber like, like and Uber yeah, versus yeah. taxis. Are are the taxis a great thing? I don't think so. Is Uber awesome? I kind of think it is. However, I think the taxi cab drivers that paid $100,000 for a license last year and these Uber assholes are dry. I feel like they do have a point. Like, what the fuck? You just changed the rules on me. I made economic decisions based on those rules and now those rules don't apply to this other guy. Like, I don't say that I don't think Uber needs to be sued out of existence or super regulated or whatever, but sure. you can't... But maybe some stopgap that makes it a more natural yeah. curve toward toward where that's going to end up yeah it's not it's like when horse and buggy days it's not like we dropped a tesla in the middle of that and they were affordable for everybody like there's like that's the nature (laughs) of technology it's new you got early adopters it's expensive and it becomes cheaper you got to model that in reverse if you want to economically incentivize people or it's going to have a backlash and 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 cause a lot of misery and just cause political argument that will never get anything done and that's that's what you want to avoid because because i could see like you can't outlaw meat yeah that's not going to happen. The yep. people are going to riot. Right. Uh, well, plus it's like they're... You can't just all of a sudden start taxing businesses fully sure. on what they should have been paying all along Sure. for, for their energy and environmental concerns. Right. But you got to move towards something that's a solution. And right now it doesn't feel like we're doing any of that. So I, I get the sentiment of his his documentary well, so here, but I don't... Move, how he do doesn't think, present a solution. How do you think, Kip... That's that's right. That's right. He says everyone should stop eating meat, which is not going to happen. Like I said, I'm yeah. fully sympathizing with your arguments, but yet... And I've gone backwards, because I stopped eating pork. I actually convinced myself that bacon was gross. <laughs> and now I've recently rediscovered bacon, oh, and no. like I've, I, I know how to... Like, I'm, I'm getting into barbecuing and stuff. eating biscuits and, and gravy, which I think are made yeah, with pork dude, fat. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm full... I've gone whole hog, pardon me. I'm eating... Uh, something that I morally and ethically know is as smart as a dog, and I cannot defend it. So delicious. I can't defend it. It's so... It's very rare that I have this thing, where because I consider myself a rational person, and I make decisions based on strong morals and principles, and here I am 
But you know what? I can feel myself that I'm on this fulcrum of a decision. Okay. Uh, I actually had a, a serious discussion with my girlfriend about you know going vegan. Just to, and she's like, "Get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit! You just learned how to to perfectly pan sear a steak, and you want to pull this shit on me? Yeah, <laughs> think about me. What would I be giving up? <laughs> but I'm like, I don't, I can't explain it. I really, other than like, right. obviously, if I could make perfect decisions about my diet, I yeah. wouldn't be fat. Because sure. I, I and that's the crux of it. Like you said. It's not a matter of convincing everyone this is the thing to do. It's a matter of convincing them yes. to do it, and that's totally yes. a different thing. Yes, it's the same thing we have with uh, teenagers and sex. Right. Abstinence is the best policy about not spreading sexual disease and pregnancy, but Absolutely. guess what? People gonna fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, like eating meat, it just it feels too good. Yeah. Tastes too good. Yeah. Um, what do you think about... I, I thought that they played short shrift to lab-created meat. Like I kept on waiting for like. Did the f- they mention it at all? They mentioned it as something and like, but it was like as literally like a five second aside, right? Uh, and I've been following lab because again I fully bear the weight of the you know again I don't give a shit about the cows but the morality of what I'm doing to other populations and you know like yeah, they yeah. talk about I, the other thing is like I did research and the people that are debunking this movie are out of their goddamn minds are. and are spreading lies and bullshit like yeah. They're saying, like, oh, well, you know, that dead zone you're talking about in the Gulf Coast? Well, that's by fucking pesticides and fertilizer. And guess what that's going to? Corn. Game over, motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah, but his point is it takes ten times the amount of corn right. to... I have so much to say on this thing. It's hard to organize my thoughts. I want to go back to your, I'm, I'm, I go back yeah. to your lab-grown meat thing. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was waiting for the five-minute segment, just like they went to the far, the duck farm, and they're cutting. I was yeah. waiting for the five minutes of here's lab-created, and here's the problems, and here's the cost. Because that seems give us, like... Give us a light at the end of the tunnel other than everyone be vegan. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like they give, really give short shrift to any technological advance whatsoever. And I don't know in why. This film. They, don't, they don't mention, look, we can improve these. Because massive improvements have been made. Uh, there are massive improvements still to be made that that we know of right now and just yeah. haven't been implemented. Um, can can cut down like the water usage. I was doing, I got, I went down a fucking rabbit hole on this mm. thing. Good <laughs> for was, you. I was doing research on uh, on manure management systems for like cattle production, yeah. and apparently there are several types of systems. There's a a solid system. Semi-liquid and liquid. Mm, and most semi-liquid. of... <laughs> semi-liquid manure systems. Well, all liquid is the one I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk about. I'm a semi-liquid manure management system. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Depending on how many, if it's been a Chipotle day or not. So, so the idea behind it is, is in order to get the kind of automation they want, they pump a bunch of water mm-hmm. to through whatever receptacles they catch the shit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the shit basins is what they're called the shit, in the industry. Shit, uh, the, the yeah, industry terms. Uh, they sh- they ship a bunch of water through these SBs, like tons and tons of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to dilute it, this is all for the purpose of automation. They could do it with no water whatsoever mm-hmm. and just scrape it out. Right. Instead, they pump it all into these lagoons of mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. which have to, by regulation, stand there for so long so that the natural processes can occur to them before mm-hmm. being dumped out into the oceans yep. and whatnot, uh, they have to dilute the shit to 5% mm-hmm. solids, hmm. which is a n- enormous. I mean, you want to yeah. talk about the amount of shit that's being produced? Talk about the amount of water it takes to dilute that shit to 5%. Sure. So 
And then is that good enough? You're just going to dump that into the rivers or oceans or whatever? Right. I mean, that's that's the regulation. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that. But it seems like a massive shit amount water of water. seems like more shit water than I want <laughs> right. being pumped into my rivers, lakes, and oceans. Well, it's 100% shit water at that point, but it's, you know, it's, only I mean, 5%. it's all been contaminated by shit, uh, 5%. Yeah, but I mean, it's 5% shit, 95% right. five, water. Five parts per 100, I guess, at that point. Sure. I don't mm. know. It sounds like a lot. You're asking me to do fractions and <laughs> ratios now? I, I, uh... But but they could do this. It's The only reason they don't do it without any water whatsoever, mm-hmm. which this is a huge contributor to how much water it takes to raise a cow, mm-hmm. is because they don't want to spend the effort to scrape out the manure. Because hmm. it's not economically, no, right. there's no incentive. Right. right. So they start to have to pay You re- have to pay on re- that, and all of a sudden, yeah. it becomes a lot more attractive to do it the environmentally friendly way. Sure. Or or it becomes, you know, basically a requirement, and otherwise they're paying their profits out anyway. What's the point? Yeah. And I think, like, you know, uh, the reason we don't recycle is because here in the Midwest, it's very hard to do so. There's no recycling at the home. You'd have to get, get all your shit together store it someplace on your property and then take it to a transfer station. That's literally the be... only reason I don't. I know. And um I you know, there's places where I've gone where that's just a way of life. You just start separating like everybody grumbles. There's like, you know, oh, I can't believe we're doing this pussy shit. But everybody does it and the people that don't get fined and they get grumble and then they stop doing it and they recycle and that like makes a huge difference. Like speaking of water, like manufacturing new aluminum is super water intensive. Yeah. Yet aluminum is one of the easiest things to recycle in the fucking planet. Like aluminum and paper are just – it's stupid. Every piece of aluminum we put in a uh, a, a garbage dump is probably going to be digging up 100 years from now because it's going to be the new gold brush. Like, oh, look at all these <laughs> look at these stupid fuckers and all they threw away. Let's dig it up and, and process it. Until people start getting trapped in the plastic Coke can <laughs> rings. <laughs> sure, oh, sure. Oh, God, and people dying by the hundreds. But, like, you know, it does seem like there's a lot of economic – possibilities out here for new research new technology like i've been following artificial meat and i guess they've got like a really good and fairly economic substitute for like um you call it shit chicken but like go you go to a chinese buffet and you get general so's it's that like amorphous right. chunk of chicken that's been fried like you can get a i get chicken nuggets or like a chicken strip with a very nice kind of white meat consistency hmm. that okay. a lot of people are saying is is re, is like good enough. Hmm. Now that's not going to substitute like if you just got to have a nice chicken breast or if you want a whole turkey on your but, right. But Gordon Ramsay's not using that shit anytime soon. No, but like <laughs> I would probably start buying that right now if it was available. And once it gets through R and D, I probably will. Um, but. I was surprised that the movie didn't give it any because it seems like his thing is like I found out about water and energy and meat and I stopped eating meat and I drive a bicycle and I only take showers when it's raining outside. I'm like, literally, I couldn't do the biking part. Like in the town that we live in, it's impossible to get around without a a, a bicycle. Now, you know, shame on me for living in Cincinnati. I, I don't know. Maybe. But I got my reasons, man. And there's nothing I'm going to do probably within this generation that's going to solve that problem. But Cincinnati uh, is starting to, you know, they are actually, they've improved like their letter grade by like from F to C in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to make effort. And I feel like that's the thing. We, the sooner we stop, and that's what really infuriates me when you see like senators and congressmen with snowballs in the on the floor of Congress oh, saying, Jesus. how can it be getting hotter if it's snowing outside? Like, <laughs> 
please, fucking God, you have not cracked a single book or you're getting hundreds of dollars pumped into your pockets by somebody. Hundreds? Thousands. Millions. Right. If you're saying stupid go. shit like that. And I yeah. don't get it because, like, do you know who's, like, the biggest people who's spending the most money on like green energy probably i mean one of the ones oh i have a good idea yeah shell bp exxon uh-huh. because they know where this shit's going they're the ones yep. digging this shit up and doing surveys and they know how much there's they got and how i mean they're, they're essentially doing a tap dance game to maximize their profits while they're pivoting into the next thing so yep. their next generations of profits are going to be secured and right that's bully for them but why do we let them get away with it Sure, sure. And I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I, trying to convince everyone to stop driving cars is equally as useless. It's not Especially when gas is a buck sixty-five. <laughs> right. Which, that's another complex social-political, like, the fact that the Saudis are now flooding the market with oil to put North American oil shell industries right, out right. of business. I mean, it's... I don't want to go there, but it's a behavioral thing, I know, but I'm just thing, saying, like, right? this like, stuff is all really complicated, and, like, we... Yeah. We we all like silo up and go to war about these big ideas and stuff instead of, you know, actually trying to figure out why this is happening. I think that's the root cause. No one, everyone yeah. hears the first thing that makes them feel good about themselves, and like that's the thing. You know, if it, if it's if it's saving animals, then they're going to die on that hill. If it's you know saving freedom for their grandchildren, they're going to die on that hill. If it's independent independent free individual freedom and economic freedom. Instead of actually saying, like, you know, well, okay, that's great. That's essentially your opinion that you've reinforced with a selective fact. Instead of actually right. doing the research and thinking and, and talking and getting the ideas to figure out what's actually going on and then trying to solve the problem from there. Yeah, what are the problems and what are the possible solutions? And, yeah. and try to take, you know, the, the passion out of it a little bit. And I, like, some of the, I, I want to bring up one stat that I found that I don't know that I totally agree with. And mm-hmm. it's maybe. It's one of the few stats in this thing that I don't agree with. Okay. Uh, and that was his claim that, what, 51% of all greenhouse gases are caused by animals? By, or by the by agri- agriculture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't see that stat anywhere but that one report. Yeah. And that one report used a method of determining the percentages that is based on a city, that is used to... to to look at cities mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, and I don't know, granted, I didn't have time, and I'm not smart enough, maybe I'm smart enough, but I'm not knowledgeable enough to know whether this is an accurate measurement. But it's really the only one that I saw that was anywhere near that high. It seems high, and I dug into that a lot, because, and it seemed like the researcher was trying, like we talked about the footprint thing, they yeah. were trying to rethink, like, you know, like you just can't measure uh, how much water a cow uses in a lifetime by how much it puts down its throat. Same thing. Right. Like, now take that from the corn. I now take it from the things that touch the corn and, like, try to identify every single piece of gas that comes out of this giant machine, and they come up with 51%. Yeah. That feels high, and I don't know why. It is high compared to all of the other estimates. And I guess that's the thing. Like, I don't. If I'm making a documentary, do I try to find the highest numbers for everything I got to support my facts, to get people alarmed, to get people to action? Right. Or do I try to find – I get a whole bunch and try to go middle of the road? That's where I, I guess would go. that's but what that, I I'm appealing do. to the people who want to sit down and think about this stuff. Because the opposed... middle of the road is something like 25%. It's clearly like if you think energy – if you think uh, energy use is the number one greenhouse gas contributor, then agriculture is clear number two. Right. 
Right. And and that's I guess And I don't disagree. Now, I want to pivot into the cowspiracy point of this theory, which is okay. why is no one talking like why is this all kind of new and for everyone's Here's talking about thing. low flow shower heads for water and low flow like you got to flush the toilet twice to get all the shit down it. Uh, you know, don't water your thing when when all that's like a tiny fraction of the percentage of water that's used. And everyone's talking about, oh, get your Priuses and your... Well, they're talking... Yeah, I feel like when, when most people talk about uh, environmental destruction, it's usually with the lens of, like, electricity production. Sure. Stuff like that. I Heavy manufacturing, industrial, energy... I mean, yeah, there are people talking about showers and, and that stuff, but that's not the biggest consum- consumption happening. In not, fact, not it's, by a long it's almost laughable shot. when you're talking about tar- you're beating up residential people who are collectively right. 3 to 5% of the total water consumption in, yeah, in, no, in it's the crazy. United States. It's crazy to, to ask them to make any sacrifices when you're not asking the industry to do the same. Yeah. Uh, I So I think that like is the number one problem still. Like even if you take the numbers that they're talking about with right. the percentages of agriculture and GHGs and stuff, energy production and heating is still the number one thing. Mm-hmm. So also with the difficulty of changing mm-hmm. all of the uh, the minds and hearts of the people mm-hmm. into not consuming so much meat, I think it's still appropriate for that to be the number one concern. And as far as I saw, people are talking about this. It's just that the mainstream, like, you know, call them what, what you want, but the the people who are out there kind of as activists or whatever mm-hmm. are not talking about it because they're more concerned with this bigger thing, this bigger problem, which is our energy production and heating. But that's the thing. It's not like – I would understand if the heating and energy and transportation was like 95% of the problem. It's uh-huh. like if I asked a man on the street – Oh, well, you combine, you combine electricity generation and heating and transportation, and now mm-hmm. you're talking about – easily triple the the problem of meat consumption okay 75 to as far as as far as like ghgs now water i think water is a different thing okay and that's the thing like i feel like he says i i almost wish he'd stuck with the water okay i think that's a bigger problem um but also but even it's like so if i asked a man on the street like you know what are the top three the five diseases that are killing people uh i'm sure people could say like okay uh well cancer's there heart disease uh, uh, and, and lupus, just, lupus. I've seen enough house to know it's lupus. <laughs> uh, you know, be, they they talk about like the you know contributing factors like obesity and and lack of exercise and carcinogens and like everyone like no one says right. like oh it's all heart disease or oh it's all cancer or oh it's all this. Sure, sure. You want a more holistic approach to yeah, to like I, guess, I yeah. and 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 I don't. I, I, I read some stuff because there were some interesting things because this guy basically makes it seem like Greenpeace and the Sea Shepherds and, and the Sierra Club are all knowingly taking hush money from big agriculture to keep this thing under wraps. And it didn't seem like that's true. Yeah, like, I don't, it I don't seems think like he proved the, that. It seems he like the reason they didn't it. want to talk to this guy is because they knew that whatever they said was going to be – and I thought that was true. Everyone that talked to this man was made to seem like an idiot. Well, and also it didn't seem to be their area of expertise. Right. Like, you, go into the, you go into the committee for residential water saving and you ask them about how much yeah. gallons of water it takes to grow a pound of beef. And they're like, we have no idea. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. Right. And then well, you go to the other side and you say, uh, do you know how much water? Oh, yeah. No, it's a huge concern. It's, it's massive. Because like, he got 
like a couple of smaller people to like not not from Greenpeace, not from the real big institutions, but some other people to yeah. say, oh yeah, no, this is just as big of a concern, and we're talking about it and all this stuff. No, but it's like he's like I he, the way he phrased stuff is like I went to Greenpeace's thing and I was looking for a single mention of the fifty one percent. I couldn't find anything. Well. You're using maybe a dodgy statistic, but Greenpeace was like in their statements, like, look at all the things we do about water conservation and ocean conservation and rainforest conservation. However, right. There is. And they're like essentially saying what it boiled down is like, look, we're Greenpeace. If we come out and say, look at a big campaign, everyone should go vegan. What will probably happen is meet will meat usage will increase. It's like we used to do this thing in, in Sweden and the Netherlands, not the Netherlands, Norway, where we tried to do this vocal campaign against eating whale meat, which was also was already a societal thing. It was in decline. And the numbers spiked up because people huh. are like, the fucking Greenpeace is going to tell us we can't eat whale meat. <laughs> fucking spirit. So it's like, bring me a whale. Now, that's I'll eat the whole damn thing. <laughs> that's weird. But also it also ties into right. what I said earlier about the different type types of documentaries and what they're aimed at like if you aim the wrong type of documentary yeah. at the wrong population you're going to do something crazy it still seems unpersuasive why the big agriculture gets such a pass and it does yeah. feel like there is some corruption there um because the, they just get tons of subsidy like meat and grain would be a lot more expensive hat were it not subsidized right and also what did you think about the, the food disparagement law did you do any Food research about that? Because I thought that no. was is this is this the you're talking about the farmer who was saying uh, we can just give all the corn that we feed cows to people? No, I'm talking about the guy who says that you will get sued uh, if oh, you like. Yeah, yeah. Like, and this, I think that's the same guy. There's more and more laws that like you can't go in and film like animal slaughter without permission from. So right. like, and it's, it's this weird position where like if you believe there are inhuman practices or. Uh, practices that 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 you know that you need to blow a whistle on, you can actually get in trouble for trying to do that. That's insane, and it does seem insane to me. But I couldn't find a lot of the information. Like there, he he did this one thing I where mean, it's not he insane. said that there's a there's parts in the Patriot Act that were passed oh that actually God, cracked yeah. down on food disparagement. And I was trying to substantiate that. I couldn't. That wouldn't surprise me hmm, okay. if something in the Patriot Act didn't right, crack down somewhere. on like economic terror or the environmental terrorism. Right. Like we know this is going to pass. Yes. This is going to fucking pass. It's called so the Patriot Act, and we're at war. So woohoo! Let's tie this onto it as well. They do that. All the time. Which is a huge problem. Right, absolutely. Uh, a lot of big problems, but... Uh, so... And, and also, it's like, so the, you said that there's not enough cowspiracy. I think it's there. It just... He doesn't connect it. Like, he gets That's a shadowy I mean. call in the middle of documentary that we're pulling your funding. Why did you get your funding pulled? Were you over budget? Were you over time? Right. Was, did Greenpeace call and threaten? Did a cow... At least shoot like, down did, some did, of the... Did the Chick-fil-A cows come to your door and kick your ass? Like, what? Yeah. Why did you get your funding pulled? There's no other mention of that. He mentions uh, like 2,000 activists in Brazil uh, being killed. Uh, he implies that they're by, you know, ranchers or whatever. They're cutting down the Brazilian rainforests. But there's not, yeah. you know, there wasn't. Any, he like, shows a heart-wrenching cut of this woman laying dead in the street. And that's but, about it. Yeah, so like is is there a systematic – because if you fuck you – you go to a third-world country and you fuck with people's pocketbooks, you're going to be dead. Yeah. Like, try that shit in Mogadishu. 
try that shit in the Middle East. Like, that's not necessarily a worldwide conspiracy. That's you fucking with their pocketbooks and them striking back because they have very ineffective right. rule of law. I don't know. I see his his support of this conspiracy to be dubious. Uh, he doesn't doesn't connect the dots like I would like him to. Um, and I, I also think, you know, energy production and transportation pollution is way way more important at this at this particular point but why i'm, just, I'm not disagreeing the, the percentages with you. are just much higher it's not when you much combine higher. the two no like when you s- combine the two he's like he he selectively isolates transportation and says but wait, 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 this wait, wait. is a bigger problem than all of transportation put together okay but what i'm saying electricity is electricity and heat generation are just as big as transportation I, I what i'm saying is let's say like it's a 75 25 split which i think we agree is about right what, I'm, I'm Agri- not sure what you mean. Agriculture is contributing to 25% of greenhouse gas emission problems. Okay, yeah. And the rest is 75%. Sure. If that was like a 1090, I could see saying we got bigger fish to fry. But 25% is pretty fucking significant. And I think right. also... It's, n- it's not nothing. Also, we... There, but but it's like some, telling a guy like who's walking f- toward a cliff eating a hamburger to put down the hamburger because it'll kill him. But but what I'm saying is there also seems like there's lower hanging fruit over there too. Like you I'm gonna, saying energy production is lower hanging fruit. We then, have the means to do it. Agriculture? We just, yeah. Hmm. Well, then getting then getting people to be ve- to be vegan. Well, like we can start to institute policies that cut down on the agricultural problems too. I'm not saying they should hmm. be exclusive, but like we have the means to just get this shit done energy-wise. Hmm. We can do it. Nuclear power plants could do it overnight. Well, but there's, you know, you got to you gotta override a whole Which would you of... rather have, your air full of shit or a barrel full of Dude, radioactive waste? I'm telling Buried you right now, people say not in my backyard. Put me, you, you give me give me a, right. power, a nuclear power plant in my fucking backyard. I am drinking the nuclear Kool-Aid. Right. I'm just saying that. The government that owns like 90% of just Nevada a, or whatever, right? I'm, Put it out there in the middle of fucking nothing. Well, the Nevadans, uh, they have stuff to say about that. Like, here's what I'm saying: is like you're saying, like you can't get people to stop eating meat. You yeah. can't get people to stop believing that nuclear power is dangerous in the exact same way. It's true, but we have nuclear power plants in operation. But, but try to build a new one. Okay, and that's the other thing. Is right. like I, I, the one thing that's that, fair. The that's one thing fair. the anti nuke crowd says that I find persuasive, um, or I don't think is just outright hysterical, is they're like, I'm, I say, hey. We've got these pebble bed reactors. We got these non-breeder reactors. It's so much safer. It's it's like it's literally in pot. Like Chernobyl was just like way outlier bullshit. Three Mile Island wasn't even that big a deal. Right. And, then they and quote they say yeah. they say well that's what everyone said about nuclear power from the get go. It's safe and it's going to be too cheap to meter and it was all bunch and that it's it's nothing bad's going to happen and look at what happened. So how can we trust right. you now? Then you get tsunamis off the coast. Sure. I mean that's. I, I mean, that's that's hard for me to argue other than, like, well, we learn from our mistakes. Like, uh, cars used to be way more fatal, and now they're not. No one – I mean, it's weird that people freak right. out about the uh, nuclear power. It's a scary thing. It I, is. I get it because of the – And they don't understand it. Because of the scale of the thing that can potentially happen, right? Well, but, I mean, we're talking about the new types of reactors don't even have that potential. But I'm like, saying, like, you got people that are driving around the road at 90 miles an hour – in steel yeah. cages, killing tens of thousands of people a year, knowing bats an eye. But if Three Mile Island releases a tiny bit of reactive steam that didn't increase anybody's cancer rates, everyone loses their fucking mind. Right. Well, one is a tragedy, one's a statistic. 
Sure. That's the difference. Well, and also, you, like, we you drive You don't see 10,000 people plowing into everyone why are on people the road. Afraid you see fly- one person accidentally going off. Why are people afraid of flying versus driving when statistically right. it's safer? It's like one's more familiar. I mean, but that's the stuff that you have You're to right. fight against. And, You're right. Um, and that's why I'm saying, like, you got to it. That's a big angle, and it seems like it's something that you could get. Start. You've got to start with the education. I don't think the education is even happening. And it seems like the... The, the green pieces and the uh, you know Sierra clubs and all that they're like running away from that because uh well the other problem's bigger and whew, this is something that no one wants to hear I don't it seems like the younger generation are much more you know down with this vegan stuff and the vegetarian sure. stuff than the older folk as they are on everything well that's what I wish the documentary was a little more successful at I think it's good to have a dialogue and you need to talk about this stuff but I mm. wish it was a little more successful at presenting plausible solutions not just saying this is the solution and not considering anything else yeah and and presenting things that just plain aren't true i mean let's talk a little bit about fish farming okay this guy's saying claiming in the documentary that you know the oceans are completely depleted of fish and we go around depleting an entire species and move on to the next yep just just draining the ocean dry sure which okay, it's more first, true than I probably care to admit. But. Right, right. But first of all, what happens to a, a population when we stop draining the ocean of it? It does it. If unless we hunt it to around? extinction, then it should rebound. Right, right. It should rebound. We can there. It's cyclical. Certainly, we can mm. go in. We can partially deplete something. Move on to the next is thing. It, partially is it like, deplete is it like that. Crop rotation. Exactly like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, to replenish the ocean. Uh, the other thing that he does is equate ocean farming mm-hmm. and large uh sorry ocean harvesting and fish farming yeah which are two very different things yeah, fish that... farming does not fucking deplete the ocean man you're sure. you're talking about this in the same breath you need to make a distinction and you yeah. don't yeah. in this documentary yeah and then that's an, and I, I remember like i almost audibly gasped when he said that like yeah someone was saying well fish farming is like oh fish farming is not going to help either and i i don't know if the, he's got Surely he's got something, some point he was trying to make there. But on the face of it, it, it seems like it. if you got big tanks or big netted off areas of of, of coastal land that you're dev- that you're just you know growing fish as fast as you can and harvest them, yeah, that's not killing dolphins, right? It's not decreasing your wildlife biodiversity. It seems like it's just a net good thing. And, and that's the problem is it comes right off the back of him talking about how many – for every one fish we catch and eat, we scoop up five others that are killed. Mm-hmm. It comes right off the back of that, and he just goes seamlessly into fish farming, and it makes it sound like – and I'm not sure he's not implying that fish farming is just as bad as yeah. taking fish out of the ocean. I do I do will think that I'm I'm actually more concerned about the oceans than I am about like the atmospheric stuff we're doing because and I know it's all connected but like if yeah, you yeah. look at some of the stuff like the ocean acidification of what it's doing to coral reefs like I don't know if that would actually fuck us from humanity but man it sure would be a bummer if the whole you know great barrier reef around Australia died Right. This is dead. Like bleached white coral from hell to breakfast. And there's all those fish that's growing, all those crustaceans. And like that stuff is just gone. Like I think that is a tragedy. Maybe not of a, a existential type of tragedy, yeah. but like I, I, I think it's that the world not having more diverse, weird stuff in it is a less colorful, vibrant world. 
And also to the extent that there are many, many peoples that, you know, uh, that, that rely on fishing for their living. Like they have, it's, they're not eating sushi. They're, they're, they're providing for their families and stuff. And those are the people who are going to be hardest hit by those kind of changes. And yeah. those are also, we don't understand the ocean very well. And like, you know, there could be some big mechanical things going on in the ocean and stuff that like, you know, it's going to fuck us and we don't even have visibility of it. So like I, it, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't want to lose that stuff. I yeah. Mean, and I, I, I like, I like eating sushi awesome. and all that stuff. And, but you know, there's only, I don't know. I do feel like we could do a better job. Um, and, but it does seem like there's other things like people were worried about like how much lobster we're taking out. So we started looking at it and it turns out there's like shit tons of lobster. Um, same with like different other species of, of, it's like, I just feel like that, man, until we get a good grasp, I'm, I'm in favor of, um, conserving until I know it's safe to blow things. That's how I play my video games. Like every time I beat a video game. I've got a giant stockpile of the biggest, <laughs> baddest weapon because I just never know when the boss is going to come around the corner and I'm going to need all that shit. Yeah, I do the same thing. Uh, that's kind of how I live my life in the microcosm, and I feel like that's a wish how I guess we all lived our lives as far as the planet goes. But on the other hand, you know, the tragedy commons is a tragedy because everyone does their own thing and no one thinks about and I, everything I in aggregate. It, it adds up. Yeah, like we just don't think on those scales usually. Yeah, especially oceans that don't have borders, and it's like you know what? How do you? Yeah, it's 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 just like a, you know wild wild west out there. Um, we can't even agree to. I mean, I, I feel like no one has a valid reason to eat a whale, and mm-hmm. it seems like it's really bad for you. And there's like you know, as the apex predators of the ocean, there's tons of mercury and shit. But people like do it just because it's like for purely cultural and. And, and and that's the reason I'm not eating meat because or I'm not stopping eating meat. So like I'm not judging you. I'm just I guess lament I'm, uh, if if you're a Norwegian or a Japanese listener, I'm just lamenting our mutual humanity and how it's dumb we can be sometimes. Yeah, I mean it, we didn't even talk about it in terms of like loss of culture with all the all of these changes and you know the globalization and all that and how you know the changes that that the increasing population is forcing us to make are kind of homogenizing everything into human culture. I don't know if that's bad. I don't know if that's good, but it's certainly less diverse and less interesting. Yeah. Uh, like you can't have the Norwegians eating whales every day for meals. If you know, the Alaskans also want to eat whales and sure. like, and now instead of, you know, 20,000 people on that landmass, there are 5 million. Yeah. Like it just, you can't do it. Yeah. So, and you got like, you know, what role does like, can you tell an Inuit that he can't hunt whales when that's, you know, he lives on an ice shelf and that's right. the source of, you know, that that's a vital part of his diet because we, our sensibilities are hurt. Yeah. it's a good question. Uh, can I take one more exception to this film? Well, actually, I wanted to talk – before you do that, I wanted to say some things I thought that the movie did well, which was pointing out things okay. that people are doing to make themselves feel good about a problem that are not effective. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought he did a good job of poking a hole in the whole grass-fed, farm-to-table – Right. Uh, you know, this 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 animal had a face and a name, and you can feel good about it because he just does a great job of showing that that would actually make the problem worse. Like if you're talking, like if you're talking in him, if you're talking about making sure a cow is as comfortable as it can be before the day it's slaughtered, you're making a difference. If you're talking about this in terms of it being green or healthy for the planet 
or better for the environment, you are barking up the wrong tree because these la- lush, lavish family grass-fed farms are actually way worse and far less sustainable than industrial agriculture. Yeah. Not, you know, for some people the misery index is a lot more important than others. Right. But not for me. There's no fucking <laughs> way that even a fraction of even Americans could eat meat if that's the way we raise them. Right. Right. So it it does do a good job there. Um but I mean if you know, you can you can pay twice, you know, double for meat to make yourself feel better about it and bully for you. Sure. What were you going to say? Uh, the one thing I wanted to take exception to, well, the, the final thing I want to take exception to is this idea that this farmer has that if we just took all the feed that we're giving cows and gave it to humans, we'd be good. Uh, and we'd, we'd cut down hugely on the amount of GHGs and water consumption, all that. So when people talk about a vegan diet, they don't talk about corn. They don't, t- they don't even talk about corn and soybeans. They talk about nutrient dense plants uh, a lot of leafy vegetables leafy greens that type of thing uh like a lot of tomatoes and eggplants like all the things that are like real dense in nutrients that we need corn is not corn is not one of those crops soybeans are closer but they're mostly they mostly solve a protein problem but not really like a nutrient problem mm-hmm. replacing all that shit it's saying, hey, we can feed X amount of people with this corn is not really a solution. Because those nutrient-dense plants that we're talking about take just as much greenhouse gas and energy to, to uh, sorry, not greenhouse gas, energy to produce. Not as a cow. Oh, it's almost identical. No. Yes, yes, I've looked at the numbers. It's almost identical. Um, the other thing is, like... Corn I do- is not. Corn is way, way less. But So, so like, I feel like any... Fruits like- and vegetables... Yeah, but fruits and vegetables. I mean, here's the thing. Like, um, tell I mean, me what I, the vegans mean when they say go vegan. They don't mean eat a bunch of corn and wheat. No, I know they don't. But I'm saying that, like, I think you're per, you're coming at this from a more paleo maybe uh, a way as for a diet. But like, you can't have grain tuber heavy diets that are supplemented with you know the leafy greens and all that stuff and eat perfectly healthy it's possible and i don't right. think he's arguing i have that right now but it's supplemented with meat i don't say are i don't i think the guy's arguing literally you know feed these people meat i think he's take he's saying take the uh you know the land we're using for the corn and all this stuff and start developing the other crops and I'm, right, I'm but sorry, that doesn't like, solve I'm, the I'm, energy I, problem. It, it's I, just I bad. don't, I don't know. I mean, we can maybe do a follow up on this, but I don't know what numbers you're looking at. I cannot believe that it takes as much energy to raise an, and I'm water looking at to EPA raise reports, to man. raise an eggplant as it does a, a, a cow. I didn't, I didn't say water. I don't know about water. I'm talking about energy. How? So what? I'm looking at the EPA reports from like 2012. They're they're recent EPA reports saying okay. it takes almost an identical amount of energy to raise. Uh, a cow as it does to grow fruits and vegetables, whatever that means. Now, is that – okay, so when you're talking about energy, you're talking about transportation costs and the yeah, driving yeah. around a tractor and harvesting. Like that right. does that doesn't that pro, that doesn't surprise me. However, if you talk about in terms of carbon dioxide and methane, there's no fucking way it can be anywhere near what these cows are putting out. Right. In fact – they actually have a negative footprint because they're taking in that stuff and mm-hmm. producing oxygen and water vapor. Right. But I, I mean, I can only go off the reports I read. I don't know how they calculate it and all that. Because, and the other thing is, similar. the other thing is you're talking about, um, I think that I'm, I'm suspicious that report might not be 
adding in the cost of raising the grain to feed to the cows because the fact that the, every every time you take a step up the food chain, right. it takes 10, per, 10 times the energy that you got the, the, the lower step. So 10 times is not a... It's not, not an actual number. It's just it's, you but it's, saying it's, it's a good. It's rule. a lot more. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's a good rule of thumb. Right. So like you know, a cow has to take in uh, ten times. You know, the, uh, the ten times the grain to make one pound of meat, and we have to eat you know ten pounds of meat to eat the, to get one pound a person from that. And then the plants have to take in a phenomenal amount of energy, which blessedly comes from the sun, which has an abundance of it. So like I, I would have to look at those numbers and see. Yeah. Uh, what holistically it all looks like because it's it might be a problem sure. where you're just talking about what the the cow is drinking rather than what all is taking to support the because it's just like well, I, i'm not talking about water so well I, i'm talking about but water is a big thing and also even the energy yeah. like i they they cannot be because the cow has to eat you know uh, how much hectares of of of, of grain to, to get their shit and i, I get sure. like you can't just literally feed people on a but the other thing is they don't compare calorie to calorie they compare pound of food to pound of vegetables but there's like you can you which know is not fair because a calorie in hey uh, because a pound of beef is way more calorie dense, hey, way more you can sustain a matt damon on mars which is nothing but potatoes and <laughs> right vitamins. right but those are all starch and carbs and it's not like you're getting nutrients out of those but that's what i'm saying like you, you so i don't know like I, we have i think a different scientific view of diet because i think a calorie is a calorie i know you don't so I think that like a person needs somewhere between fifteen hundred and twenty four hundred calories, depending on how big and tall and strong and how much activity you have, mm-hmm. and then they need a variety of electrolytes and vitamins and minerals to make their biological processes go. And I'm not saying that you can just drink a bottle of uh, high fructose corn syrup. Like I'm not sure that would be healthy, but like I do <laughs> think that wouldn't. you could probably like many people have sustained themselves eating nothing but tubers, right. Um, you know, like the Irish potato famine was a real thing. So right, but then you look at people doing that on boats and they fucking die of scurvy and shit. So yeah, you can't like, like you can't like, just eat the, potatoes. The and amount corn. of amount of vitamins and minerals you need is something I think you know you need calories, you need these, and there's a lot of different ways to get it. I'm not saying it's it's great because I'm not saying it's is appetizing. I'm not saying that yeah yeah. This lifestyle, like, I don't, I mean, is there a vegan, like, maybe some of them are saying, like, I eat as good as I did before I stopped being, but I really can't imagine Not plenty that of anything that. can taste as good as, like, bacon or steak or a, right. a, a, just a perfectly roasted I turkey. Mean, I'm, I'm sure Indian cuisine has plenty of great dishes sure. that I wouldn't even miss the meat in. Sure. But I've had uh, Indian cuisine, and it's not my favorite. So, right. Me either. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it, it, I, I find that... It, it's it seems hard for me to believe that we wouldn't have a much like if, if everyone could switch to a vegan diet that it wouldn't do great things for the environment sure it's not it's gonna not do it's not gonna do happen. what well i don't say it's not possible i'm just saying are you talking about from a socio-behavioral problem or are you i'm talking, talking about, about biologic socio-behavior okay yeah. i'll agree with that and i i don't think and, and i think i don't know that we'll ever switch to a world that no one eats meat like it seems hard to believe that like you know uh there there won't well, be cultural like, or spiritual yeah. or you know uh you, you, like you're talking about the untouched tribes in the rainforest or you know that that one what that's that one weird island culture that you try to land a helicopter and they come at you with bows and arrows and they come at you crazy they'll probably still eat meat and we might have lab created meats and we might have other but like there's just no way if we're going to have 10 million people on the planet that we can all eat meat the way we're doing in this country 
Yeah, I feel like there's some distinction to be made between beef, like cattle, and chicken, for instance. Uh, those are entirely different, and they don't go super far into it. Um, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they try and make the case that chickens are just as bad. Well, he said as something. Cattle, he said something but it's about, completely not. It's way like twenty yeah. times less than. He also said something about the biomass of agriculture being greater than the biomass of every other thing in the world. Right. There's no fucking way that can be true. I mean, like I've seen the XKCD talking, cartoon that shows the biomass of insects alone. Right, and there's and no the biomass of what about the vegetation that's out there in the rainforest? What about like? Well, he's talking about. I think is I, he talking about animals or is he talking about biomass? When I hear biomass, I'm thinking everything that's alive. Yeah, which is plants, animal, all of it. And if he's talking about that, there, there's still no wrong. fucking way. He's wrong. I, I don't. And so you know, but I, and again, I don't know if that's he miss because I, I sometimes think that. I wonder if the fish, the farm fishery, it was so wrong. I wonder if that was like he misspoke and it just made its way into the documentary. Maybe. Although there's no way he didn't catch. I mean, the way this thing is slickly edited with Leonardo DiCaprio's money pumped into it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no way that this that that was left in by mistake. So I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I came away. I uh, it's no Mer- Morgan Spurlock supersized me. It's no. Right. You know, bowling for Col- Roger Columbine. Moore. Roger it's, Moore, it's, it's not Roger. Yeah, it's Roger. It's, it's Michael no Moore. Octopussy for sure. <laughs> um, I, I mean, what? I guess I would give it a B minus for accuracy, and maybe a C for effect. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty good on its accuracy, except for a few really glaring flaws, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, effect. I don't know who it's supposed to serve because it's a little too preachy um, for me to be impressed by it. Yeah. When, when he's killing ducks and going, oh no, uh, when he's talking about there's some other things i don't remember but But there are people that are like that i mean i I know but you can't i feel like you can't be all things to all people it's just not possible so you gotta if you put that stuff in there it's gonna turn off one side yeah so pick a target and shoot for it i i feel like his target was just kind of to the right of me i wonder if it's kind of to the left of me rather veganism is such a fringy thing that i wonder if like i agree like I, i bet there's certain tipping points in in, in culture where it's like, okay, when you got a movement, it's a 1% person and you're making a documentary to increase that to 5%, you have to cast as big a net. And yeah, you're going to piss some people off, but those people are never going to go vegan anyway. Hmm. So like okay. you, you just try to hit all the heartstrings you get. And then once you get to like 10% of the population, then you got to start being careful and about moving the Overton window. I mean, I spent right. a lot of time thinking about how to change people's minds. And once you get to 50 you're fucked. Yeah, it's, it's a runaway. <laughs> it's it's a runaway dude. But I, I spend a lot of time thinking about how to change people's minds, and it's it's. You, I mean, it's literally impossible to just like change people's minds in any kind of deliberate way. It's a very subtle art, and yeah, and what works for some people, like you know, you think like screaming and yelling, like that's obviously not what you do. But some people need to be screamed and yelled at. And, you know, so. being mollycoddled and, and cajoled is going to turn some people off. Like, it's almost like we're all different and respond differently <laughs> to different motivations and stuff. And I got to know. I mean, if I could, hell, I, if I had a magic wand that could change people's minds, I'd be waving it about a lot of stuff. But uh, what else we want to talk about this movie? I feel like we're about to run out of this, run out of cow juice. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm I'm pretty good on this. I hope it didn't disappoint you with Dell because I was you know I, I, as I was watching this and I was thinking about it, I'm like I hope that she's not going to be pissed that I'm still eating meat because honestly I'm uh, uh, 
I'm honestly as puzzled by it as anybody because I don't yeah. I don't have a single argument other than selfish need. Uh, but I also do a lot of things that are against my best interest. Like again, I'm I'm overweight. I don't balance my checkbook. Uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of I don't hard get to enough have... exercise, and I know those things are all That's things true. I need to do. You do if you want to live long and prosper. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's kind of hard to avoid meat in this country. You yeah, like you have meat stuffed down your throat like anywhere, everywhere. I, yeah, I remember because uh, I went for a you know surprise surprise a girl. I went vegetarian for a year. I made it a year uh, uh, being a vegetarian. So that means I I, I ate cheese and milk and because yeah. cheese is who I don't, you just don't I, eat going vegan. I got once I got cheese is like my life, man. Like right. I yeah. You don't eat the tissue of animals. Yeah. Um, and I remember one day, I just absentmindedly, we were all uh, stopping at a Burger King, and I forgot to get the veggie Whopper. I just said Whopper, and I bit into it, and I realized, <laughs> Shh, shit. It's it's easy to, and I'm not talking about, like, if you want to get serious about it, to where it's like, not like, you go to restaurants where juices are mingling, and like, you know. Right. Broths and your to soup be very and... strictly vegan, it's 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 probably hard. And I don't think I'd ever be that kind of vegan. Um, and I don't think okay. it, I and I, I guess I let's say that like uh, once a month I had a steak. That would be so much better than what I'm doing now. Like I don't know that I can make right, an argument I mean, for just never eating meat. And this is why I say it has to be there has to be an economic push for this because. The one thing that would ever get me to stop eating meat is not being able to afford it. Well, yeah, sure. Right. So I'm like, I understand, like, I shouldn't probably be doing this on the scale that I'm doing it. Uh, You know, a couple ounces a week is probably enough, but it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen unless I actually can't do it. Yeah, and I I'm I'm that way with a lot of stuff, and I I've noticed that about myself. No, I, I wish I could hire Terry Crews. To live with me and smack food out of my hands. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't need that, you fat fucker. Smack and like I, I, I would finally lose weight. Like that's what I, I right. need some pain. So I, I feel like pain. the economic you can exert a little economic force here, price it out of most people's ranges, and that would help. People would not be happy about it. Well, but, I mean, that's that's like I that's because uh, I, I do love my, I do love my personal freedom. I feel like that if you want to. That's not, make change by right. taxation and like you know, dis- you know reducing smoking by taxing the shit out of cigarettes. I get. I mean, I, I guess I agree. Well, with I that think stuff, there should be but... a difference between the stuff you sell and the stuff you raise personally. If you want to eat meat, raise your fucking chickens, raise your cattle, do it. Mm. Don't take away that freedom. Just say, look, if you're going to sell this as a product, you're going to pay for the costs of it. Yeah, but I, again, you, I, I feel like you have to do it slow enough so it doesn't feel. Oh yeah. Oppressive oh, yeah. because you know uh, people would, like there's that's love. A I mean, that's love. Issue. Like if I let someone live in my house for free, I can't come to them and like, hey, you need to start paying me five hundred dollars rent or get the fuck out. Like there's laws against that because that's not fair. Like I have to give them like there are laws against that. Yeah, man. Like if you stop paying your rent right now, these fuckers next door couldn't do anything about it for like at least ninety days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm saying like, and that's like also you can get in trouble like when you live with me long? if I wanted to kick you out. Uh, you could probably, you could probably <laughs> right. get an injunction against me, and and I couldn't do anything until I served <laughs> you the paperwork, and that would have been an interesting living experience. Oh yeah, 
Day 89, fucker. <laughs> Got the sheriff coming tomorrow. Hope you're ready for it. It's been bean, nothing but beans all day. Yeah, well, I've been shitting in the bedroom this uh-huh. whole time. So deal with, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't you can't change the rules on people midstream yeah. just for whatever and expect people to swallow it. So I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I believe in the intrinsic goodness of people. I believe in the ingenuity of the human species. And I I choose not to believe that we're not too far gone to affect change because if not, mm. then why not hell don't you just drink all the gas and eat all the cows and drink fuck all the, the chickens? Yeah, just whatever. Get crazy with it. Is that something you can do? The world's good. Why not? The world's dying tomorrow, man. It's true. Maybe drinking gas would be the the, what, the easy <laughs> way out. Uh, but I, I I love learning new things. I learned a lot of new things. I, I do feel like I'm on the cusp of some kind of life transformation event. Check back with me in 10 years to see how I'm still eating meat. Um, but I appreciate you uh, commissioning this, Adele, and making us think. We, uh, I'm actually impressed because we were a lot more heated about our initial conversations after watching the movie. Right. I was thinking I, this I was going to be a much more uh, incendiary podcast. No, I had a pretty visceral reaction to it because of the way some of this stuff was framed uh, and because I just – it, I found it hard to believe at first, and then when I went and actually did a bunch of research, uh, I noticed, okay, well, his numbers are mostly right, that's at least the to the point where I can agree with it, and now I've moderated myself a lot. I think so. that's an interesting that's, – that's a, that's a gold star for his documentary because right. – but on the other hand – That's the thing I like about it is that, you know, if you can get people talking. On the other hand, if you weren't doing this as a podcast, yeah. what would – that's a sad thing about it. Like if – someone's presenting you perfectly factual information that's so far out of your realm of grasping. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why people fight against climate change, right? Yeah. There's no fucking way my driving this thing and my turning on this lights is killing. I mean, look how blue the skies are. Look how green. How in the world can this be up shit creek? And the funniest part is it could be solved by the small amount of research that I did. Yeah. Brought me around to a greater understanding of it, I think. It is a problem now, whereas before I was like, oh, this can't be yeah, that much a problem. Bullshit. So, I mean, it it, did, it does accomplish its goal, at least in a little bit, that it gets people talking about it and thinking about it. Yeah. I don't think that's enough. <laughs> I really don't, but... You know, the sad you know, thing, here's happen. the thing, here's the sad thing. It might be too much to ask all 330-plus million Americans to do the exhaustive research on these different policies, mm-hmm. but we do pay several hundred fuckers in the district of columbia to do laws and the fact that they can't be asked or they know the information but they can't get off of the fucking money yeah spigot because it takes hundreds of millions of dollars to win elections and stuff i mean that's i guess the true tragedy because i think it's intended that those people are the people that deliberate and and meditate and do the research and form the committees and get down to the bottom of things and then politics happens. Well, the problem is also political problem is that if you upset those people a little too much, the people who aren't doing the research and have their opinion uh, on I want to eat the fucking meat, you're out. Regardless of what research you've done and what you know about the yep, problem. Yeah, that's true. You're done. I so, mean, that's like show me a hero. I mean, you kind of the the populace does need to be educated, mm-hmm. but it also needs to be helped along that fucking path by the government. Hmm. Uh instead of bringing in snowballs and saying nothing's happening. I wonder if, like, I mean, this is neither here nor there, but, you know, it seems like a couple hundred years ago, people just respected their betters, quote-unquote, 
and went along with it unless there's a bloody rebellion that those happen too. Uh, and we've replaced that with like, you know, value individuals and, but I wonder if the education has kept up with it because Hmm. as the citizens have got more and more freedoms, they've got more and more responsibilities. One of those responsibilities is to inform yourself and not be ignorant and allow yourself to be swayed tither and yon by logical fallacies. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, it's, it boggles my mind in high school that we learn economics, but not like personal finance that we learn civics, but we don't learn about logical fallacies so when politicians lie to us that we can identify the lies i mean there's like there's factual lies that are much harder to run down you got to go and read the research and decide if you want to believe it but there's forms of argument that are just invalid on their face sure sure and those are what usually win the day (laughs) yeah i don't know man ah well Well, maybe maybe we'll solve the world's problem in the next podcast i'll try Uh, yeah i'll do a little more research and i'll come back with the solution (laughs) until then thanks again adele we appreciate your support if you'd like to commission your podcast uh on any particular piece of film or or uh audio visual let's say entertainment two-ish hours of audio visual entertainment you can go to baldmove.com slash shop and find out all the different ways you can do that either through a community commission or a personal uh uh, pull the trigger buy buy your whole whole meal deal thing uh supersize it please and we will see you on the next one till then i'm aaron and i'm jim